Hello. Good afternoon, Mark, Michael Wynn, Chief Digital Officer of Digital Ops, a division of RB Oppenheim Associates. Thanks for joining in today on this Monday to the Digital Marketing Podcast and video series where we talk about digital marketing strategies and tactics to help grow your business. Today, I want to talk about something that, that really I've, I've been marinating over the last few days, especially over the weekend. And today's episode is titled, How to Build Your Brand's Digital Ecosystem to Dominate Market Share. So first and foremost, I think we need to talk about what in the world is a digital ecosystem. So I want you to envision this. Imagine a polygon. So that's an eight-sided shape. And at the point of each one of those uh, sections of that polygon shape, imagine if there were eight circles and in the center of, of those eight circles was a much larger circle. Now, the, the circle in the middle is your information, your content, and your data, everything that you own. And the eight circles or the eight spheres that orbit, if you will, the center circle or the center sphere, which is you, are really the eight most popular platforms and sites that your brand is connected to through uh, whether it's engagement or transactional uh, relationships with users on the web. So if we go around those eight spheres, obviously number one, we would have Facebook as a as a as a sphere, we would have Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, LinkedIn, uh, third-party websites, directories like Yelp, Angie's, Angie's List, TripAdvisor, uh, Reddit, Medium, you know, whatever the industry niche website publications might be for your particular uh, segment. Uh, obviously, podcasts, we can leave that out uh, either. So across these eight different spheres, I think what's interesting to think about is, so within those sections, you've got to think about all the different users, listeners, watchers, right? Because we consume content on the internet, either we watch it, we listen to it, or we read about it. We, we actually read it. Um and so within those segments, you've got people who are actually people who've done business with you before. And then you have the people that those people are connected with. So that's sort of the core basis of the ecosystem is how, how does your brand connect with its existing current client base and then the connections of those people who are connected with your brand. And that is really your digital ecosystem. So, you know, inside of the, each one of those uh, spheres, and we go back and we think about, you know, Instagram users, and we think about how people follow various hashtags that are related to the industry that your business is in, especially if they are enthusiasts, you know, whether uh, let's, let's take, for example, you have um, bicyclists, right? They love to go outdoors They they ride their, their bicycles outside. 
They love trails. They love, um, you know, things to modify their bike, you know, how to get the most use out of it, all the different grips and seats and tires and pedals. And there's a whole subculture. And, you know, obviously, if you're a, a cycling fanatic, um, you know, there are, you know, almost these subgroups that are grouped together through these hashtags where they're able to have these conversations and share uh, their passion about these things. Um, on the other hand, on the other side, think about all the foodies. Think about all the foodies that are on Facebook and, and how they talk about their different, you know, restaurants that they like and recipes that they like. Um, or maybe you jump onto Twitter and you think about all of the sports um, fanatics, whether it's baseball or football, American football or soccer or basketball, all of the different sports. I mean, Twitter is just an information fire hose when it comes to, you know, statistics and, you know, draft positions and, you know, uh, injury updates. So all of the people who are who who want that that fire hose of information on what is the absolute latest um, Twitter is is just a extreme um, flow of information around that. Now uh, YouTube, I mean, think about on YouTube all the different videos from entertainment to education, all the users that watch those that have their own create their playlist actual YouTubers themselves and the people that watch their YouTube, you know, um, programs and shows. Um, you know, anytime you go into one of these spheres, you have the users that are in there and then you have the interest based within those platforms. Now, think about all of those people that may be interested or could use your product and service to make their life better? And how might you introduce that conversation within the context of that, you know, that that conversational party, that digital party? So, you know, I and one of the things that really kind of kicked this idea off for me this weekend, I was listening to a, a keynote um, session that Gary Vaynerchuk did and uh, he was speaking to one of the largest electronic companies in the world with thousands of patents. And in, in, this, um, in this keynote, and he was talking to, again, this is a global company. And he, and he made the suggestion, he said, you have thousands of patents around technology that really could make life better for many people. And, and, and a lot of the things that we use, the, the, whether it's a tablet or a smartphone, you know, th this company represents the components that make up uh, these, these devices. And he said, if you really understood the impact of, of what it means to, to really publish content on the Internet at scale that would truly impact your your reach and your footprint. And he's really talking about what I'm describing is this sort of digital ecosystem where, where all of these things are connected and it's, you know, back and forth. It's not just one way. He said, you should be producing on average, roughly about 2000 pieces of content a day. 
And I mean, you could have heard a pin drop in this, in this place. Right. And, and my favorite part is at the end, you know, after, after he goes through this and, and talks about it and explains it, um, you know, the people from this, from, from this company and they come up and they're asking these questions one by one. And they're asking Gary, how, how are we going to produce 2000 pieces of content a day? And I'm, and I'm just laughing and I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm thinking to myself, the better question is why didn't we start producing 2000 pieces of content a long time ago? And and I think, um, you know, when you when you think about this idea of of content stretched across the digital landscape and you and you think about it in, in the context of data that's that's out there. And you think about um, for those of you who may or may not have watched uh, the Netflix show, The Great Hack, they talk about all these data points and you know, there's this this one visual where they're like on a street, uh, maybe in New York or, you know, um, you know, could have been in Chicago or Miami or Philadelphia or L.A. But, you know, and all these people are walking around and, and you know, they're on their mobile devices and, and up pops the social media, you know, like the Twitter icon and, and, and the person's, you know, typing in a text or they're on Facebook or they're checking into a location or they're leaving a review for a restaurant that they just were at. Um, and all these, you know, the, these signals are like literally these digital like breadcrumb trails that are just, you know, fragments that are going into the, the atmosphere, into the air. And um, the point is made that data is the single greatest global asset, period. Uh, surpassing oil, as a matter of fact, as as one person uh, in the show states, and and then I, I go back to and I think about <laughs> Gary says to this company, you have you have literally thousands of patents pending, but yet you produce three pieces of content on the internet a day, and again, it just it really struck a chord with me that it doesn't matter if your company, you know, if, if you do $200,000 in revenue, or if you do $200 million in revenue, if you don't understand how incredibly powerful your content on the internet, it lasts forever. And it's, and it's a part of a massive amount of network and a massive amount of data and information that is pooled and that is resourced by those that have the most power to wield the greatest amount of data. I mean, right now, obviously, Google, Facebook, and Amazon are probably three of the largest tech data companies on the planet. Um, they're not going to go anywhere for the foreseeable next decade. Um, and so... Obviously, they are trying to provide their users with the best information possible. And when you think about the fact that your digital ecosystem 
you know, if you think about going back to that sort of polygon shape with those spheres, those spheres of, you know, your Facebook channel, your YouTube channel, your Twitter, your LinkedIn, you know, Pinterest, uh, you know, may, may be a viable platform for you. There's hundreds of millions of active users there. Your podcasts, your third party websites and directories. You know, imagine if, if here you are, you know, uh, a small business owner in Tallahassee, Florida, and you're trying to grow your business, you operate on a 10% margin. Um, you know, you do half a million dollars in gross revenue per year, and you're looking to grow your business. What you're going to need over the next five years to make it to 2025 is you're going to have to have a digital ecosystem where there's a, a two-way connection between those, those points of interaction and opportunity with your content and data in order for you to really make an impact. But while you're busy doing that, there are hundreds of thousands of millions of billions of users and companies that are all being watched and, and recorded by the big data companies. And in order to really make a splash when it comes to whether it's voice search or mobile text search on your phone, or, or even when someone asks for a recommendation on social or, or a review on one of these third party platforms, if you're producing three pieces of content a day, you are risking becoming irrelevant very quickly. And so I think that for businesses who are really trying to figure out, okay, I'm the CEO, I'm the, I'm the COO of this company. What do we need to do? Where do we need to invest our money? And the fact of the matter is you absolutely need to be producing content at scale to the people who matter the most to you and your business. And that is the people who currently do business with you. And then the people that those people are connected with, as well as with the people who you'd like to be doing business with. And so if you're not thinking about and, and really taking seriously coming up with whether it's a position like the chief content officer, uh, you know, back in the days there was the, the editor in chief, like you literally should be thinking like a media company, like a publishing company where you're publishing content multiple times a day across multiple platforms. I mean, this company, you know, that I mentioned before, um, you know, they're a global company. And so, you know, as there are multiple time zones across the globe, and users on platforms at various times. So like in the United States, you've got Eastern, Central, um, you know, Mountain Time, you know, and, and all of those platforms. So, you know, if, if someone on the West Coast is up at 9 a.m., but yet it's lunchtime on the East Coast, then being able to publish that content at those times is really critical. Um, so I'm going to give you a practical piece of advice today and, and say, if you're trying to figure this out, let me let me do this. 
Uh, a great tool that you might want to take a look at is called Social Pilot. Uh, you can go to socialpilot.com, take a look at it. A lot of people look for free tools, uh, and those are great, like Hootsuite and things like that nature that can help you to plan and publish and schedule and really look at how 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 could we practically get from you know from three pieces to fifty, and from fifty to a hundred, and from a hundred to two thousand. Um, you're going to need a tool to be able to do that, right? You're going to need some automation. You're going to need to have some some uh, the ability to to target. Um, platforms by time, whether it's 7 a.m., 9 a.m., noon, 5 p.m., 8 p.m., and so on. And so having a platform that would allow you to uh, do that would be critical. So Social Pilot is a fantastic tool for you to take a look at, socialpilot.com. Um, and I think the other thing for you to really think about, too, is Understand that just because you have, let's say you write one blog post um, per day on your website, you know, in that blog post, if you've really written a well piece of original content there, um, you know, you've got roughly about a thousand words, maybe 1800 words, somewhere between that. You really want uh, in a long form piece, uh, uh, you want 13 to 1800 words. But you know, you've got different points. And so when you're when you're posting a link to that content, you know, the post that you have earlier in the day might address one point, And then later in the day, you could grab, you know, point two or point three and just isolate it um, almost like an A-B test, if you will, to see what points are resonating most. And then obviously being able to localize and contextualize, meaning, you know, use this formula. If if, if you are age blank and live in area blank and are worried about blank, then this is for you, right? So it's, it's age, it's gender, it's location, and it's content topic, right? That's the formula of writing your content in such a way that you're able to publish that across these different, um, you know, network spheres or platforms, um, and, and really be able to go granular without, you know, that's how you can get that multiplication effect. So think about it. If you've got, you know, one piece of content, you've got six different demographics and you're going to post at eight different times. Well, that's 40, you know, some odd posts. And then you multiply that across, you know, five, um, you know, other platforms. You're up, you're up over 100 pieces of content a day. So the, the math adds up very quickly if you have a plan. And so I hope that today what I've tried to do is give you some, I, so first of all, I hope I've motivated you to wake up to the fact that right now what's happening on the internet at scale with all of the different data points that are happening as we interact with one another and as we interact with brands is all being collected and part of a large internet data pool resource. And those who have more data and control of their data are the companies that will win. And it's been demonstrated. And again, um, you know, if, if you want a practical example of what this really looks like on a, on a national global scale, go watch Netflix, uh, the great hack uh, recent movie that just came out. So, Again, if you want to build your brand's digital ecosystem to dominate market share, you've got to understand that.
that publishing content at scale that's contextual to your age, gender, and, and location by interest, if you can get those four pieces together and start publishing content on a, on a rhythmic, on a schedule, on a frequency, that is the building blocks of creating your digital ecosystem. Guys, thanks for tuning in today. My name is Michael Wynn. I'm the Chief Digital Officer of Digital Ops, a division of RB Oppenheim Associates. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you'll tune in tomorrow for the Digital Marketing Podcast. Have a great day.